This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Cindy Seiler. Cindy's the CEO of the Mercy Community Healthcare. Uh, Mercy Community Healthcare is a federally qualified health center. And I'm thrilled to get her vantage point on what she's seeing today, what trend she's seeing, and to talk a little bit about Mercy Community Healthcare and a little bit more. Cindy, can you take a moment to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Mercy Community Healthcare? I would love to, Scott. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I think the best way to describe me is that I've been in some type of community health care for over 35 years. So now you know how old I am and that I've been in both rural and mostly underserved areas most of my career. Uh, Mercy Community Healthcare, though, is something that I would is a topic that I love to talk about. We are a Christian-based, federally qualified health center, so there are about 300 plus of us across the United States, and we started um, 22 years ago not as an FQHC, but as a ministry in the small town of Franklin, which is located in Williamson County in Tennessee, and a group of folks just decided that they wanted to help underserved children, and so they started Mercy Children's Clinic. Over the last 22 years, that has absolutely grown while the mission statement has stayed the same, and that is that mercy exists to reflect the love and compassion of Jesus Christ by providing excellent health care to all, and that all is always capitalized, and support to their families. And we do that through the perspective of, as we said, excellent health care. We serve over 30 counties in Middle Tennessee, and um, we specifically, as an FQHC, serve Hickman, Murray, Marshall, and of course, as I mentioned, Williamson County. We provide primary care not only to children now, but also to adults full scale. And one of the reasons is because our board of directors years ago saw all of these parents and grandparents bringing in children that the parents and grandparents were then not getting served in any way. I don't know if you know it or not, but Williamson County is the most affluent county in the state of Tennessee. And there's just a, a, a little bit of a perspective that there's not folks in need here. And that's just not true. So before the FQHC funding came along, along the board of directors said, we need to serve these parents as well. And so they stepped out in faith and hired a, an internist and uh, to join the pediatrician and the nurse practitioner at that time, and moved ahead. And through the years, we've added not only primary care for adults, but now we have mental health services, which is a huge need right now. Um, We have uh, psychiatric care. We've got four psychiatric nurse practitioners, plus a full-time psychiatrist. And we're so blessed to have her because we could not afford to get anybody else in here, but she not only loves kids that she serves and adults, but she loves to teach and she loves to supervise the nurse practitioners and she loves the Lord. So she's here and we're grateful. And then we have behavioral health counseling over 16 licensed therapists that serve in a lot of different areas, marriage and family counseling, um, just normal counseling. Uh, we have a parent child uh, interactive therapy program, uh, PCI, PCIT. I always have to think twice about that. We use all kinds of modalities such as EMDR and and groups. 
And then the the last thing that we've recently added in the last four years is a school-based counseling program. We're in over 30 schools in uh, three school districts. And we actually place a counselor in the school, in an office. That person serves the kids, the teachers, the other staff, and, and works with counseling and education. So Mercy last year saw over 11,000 folks. And um, that's small to some places, but it's it's a middle size for the state of Tennessee, a middle size. Yeah, no, it might be small to other people, but it's very important to those 11,000 people that have been served by you yes. last year. So it's very important to them. Talk yes. for a moment about, Cindy, what, what are you most excited about this year? What are you most focused on and excited about this year? Well, the, the focus, Scott, is more to um, how to continue to make a difference for a whole person, for the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. And that's sort of our driving force in the next three years after a, a global pandemic. <laughs> our staff are superheroes like any other CEO of any other health facility would say. And we, we spent a lot of time during the pandemic trying to utilize the word pivot a little bit different than most businesses did, but uh, we, we we talked about praying without ceasing and being innovative, verifying facts, optimizing every opportunity, and trusting God as we moved forward. And so that focus has moved us to sustain and even improve the quality that um, that w- that we've had. We've had great quality scores. We've been a PC- PCMH for qu- quite a while, but um, and as an FQHC, we have performance measures that are not just uh, a good idea, but they're required to, to keep our money and our funding. And uh, we were blessed this past year in the middle of a pandemic to hire a new CMO who has raised the bar for reporting and and finding out what our quality measures should be and how to work with the health disparities in this community and, and make a difference in, in the health of the community. The things that, um, well, and another focus, just to be honest, is just absolutely maintaining this business as a business and as a ministry, because we do see people, regardless of, of their uh, economic status and or any other criteria, and so that that makes it um, a ministry, but it also makes it difficult to run a business at, at, at times, and so we really have to concentrate on that. The thing that um, I'm probably most excited about beyond the focus of really serving the people that, that need our services and taking care of our staff is the fact that we are beginning the opportunity of a new facility. At this moment, and since 2009, we we moved from a, a little home, house and a, a, a former funeral home, actually, to a strip mall. And I know there's lots of health facilities located in strip malls, but this has been terrible for us because our focus is integrated care, really integrating behavioral health into primary care, and Mercy has a a huge care coordination program that really takes care of our patients with all kinds of health disparities, uh, connecting them with other not-for-profits in the community. And we're, we're spread out in five different suites in, in a strip mall right now. So we have begun the work that it takes to do a capital campaign, and 
to begin to build. We've done the the uh, design development. We're to design development. We're about to purchase the property, and we will be in a 30,000-square-foot building all under one roof with parking for our patients. It's amazing what the different, the things you're grateful for and blessed by, and we will have the efficient space that we need to really provide the integrated care we know how to do. Well, what a what a magnificent story and situation and and help for the community. How how big a fundraising campaign are you on? Well, the the cost is right at fourteen million. Uh, but at this point, we have saved and uh, and are talking to the bank and have gotten semi approval for a construction loan. So today, between today and September 1, I really just need to to raise $2 million. And that's doable if I can just get to the right people and educate them on the services that we provide. That's probably one of my main focus points every day when you asked that earlier about what do you focus on. It's how to get people in the community to understand what we do. Because this is an affluent um, county and an affluent area, there's it's hard to get folks to understand that the the waitresses and the folks that work on our lawn and, and those people still need health care and that we have that affordable to them. So educating our, our service area is is an a, a, an opportunity and a and a challenge at some times. Well, isn't that fascinating, though, that you are in an affluent area, but yet there's still so many needs. And so raising the money to fund those needs, you know, to take care of the, the less fortunate amongst you. I mean, what a magnificent purpose and, and effort and vision and, and purpose in your own life and passion. And, and fascinating for all of us on the podcast to hear, you know, people think about healthcare so often as these big health systems, these big this, these big that. But there's so many of these federally qualified health centers, and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it's fascinating to hear, like, at one point was in a funeral home. I mean, we talk about irony and has moved into, uh, you know, <laughs> strip malls and now trying to grow into, a, a, you know, one combined integrated facility. And it's a magnificent story, and it's a magnificent lesson to people in how the world lives. You know, you're in a very affluent yeah. community, yet you're serving the poorest. I mean, it's yeah. really a magnificent, magnificent story. And talk about for a second, uh, Cindy, what are you most proud of? When, when you like, think of pride, do you think about the 11,000 people you served last year? Do you think about the strength you've had, the, the, the faith? What, what, what gives you the most pride in what you do? Well, thank you for asking that question, Scott. Um, I've heard so many times that you know, pride is, is not something that uh, is a positive thing or that it's not a uh, uh, something that it's not an attribute we should go after, but uh, my husband on, uh, often says there is a proper pride, and and the proper pride that that I feel like I experience almost every day is walking through our waiting room, and seeing those people who are me and you that are in need that um, are going to get care today, and they're not going to get some kind of religious. Um, uh, beating, they're not going to get uh, um, any kind of um, uh, push. They are going to get care, excellent health care. 
and, and it allows us to be the hands and feet of Jesus as we walk through every day. And that gives me, knowing that we, when we go home, we have cared for people in a way that has uh, quality that, that can compete with anyone, but also has the time and the love and the compassion to, to show them what we're supposed to be about. And if this is the first faith-based place that I have ever worked in my career, and I'm old, and I am just blessed every day with the opportunity to be here. Well, you're you're not old. You're like the same age as I am, so I can't hear you say that. We got to let that go. But it's a uh, Cindy, just magnificent. I want to thank you for joining us. It's it's the the inspiration, the awe, the the love of what you do shines right through. And just a pleasure to visit with you. And and you've created a great vision for us for what you do and how you take care of people and how the Mercy Community Healthcare takes care of people. And just magnificent. Thank you so much for joining us, Jay. And I are just thrilled to have you on today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate the opportunity.